Hello, beautiful people. How your spirit doing? How's it doing? I hope it's doing good. Tell them I said hi. Um, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Peace Talk Podcast, where I, a comedian, says a bunch of stuff for like an hour, and either you love it or you hate it, but uh, hopefully you are entertained and you enjoy it and you keep coming back. My name is Day Peace. That is my real name. Actually, you know what? For the first time, I'm going to share some shit. Y'all ain't even ready for it. I'm going to share it to y'all. Because there's some people out there that does not know what my real name is, what my birth government name is. When uh, I get my little baby checks, my social security checks, this is what it says on there. It says, Dylan Adam Peace. Boom. Your mind is fucking blown right now. Uh, Here's a problem with that. Uh, Dylan is not my first name. It's spelled that way. My first name is spelled D-Y-L-A-N. And um, it's not Dylan. It's it's Dalen. And I thought I addressed this on a previous episode, but that was one of the questions that I got. And that's what this episode is going to be all about. It's going to be about me answering fan questions or questions that people have sent to me that they wanted me to answer. And one of them was, what's your goddamn real name? They didn't say goddamn. I added that just for flavor. But what's your real name, Dalen? Uh, that's it. Dalen Adam Peace. Spelled incorrectly, uh, but needless to say, uh, I go by Day Day or Day Pete. Actually, the first person to ever call me Day Day was in high school, a young lady by the name of Amanda. I can't put her last name out there because I feel like um, as I'm starting to get like special, you know, bitches might start suing me, you know, for defamation, even though it's true and she, and she a hoe. But, <laughs> but she might look, the, you know, she may hear this and be like, oh, he talking about me. And so I can't put I try I try to be conscious about putting people's names on here because uh, this lives forever, baby. This is this is gold. So uh, I try to be smart about using first names. And if I do use first names, not to use first and last names. And uh, so uh, there was a young lady uh in high school, she called me Day Day, and I, I hated it because I thought it was ghetto, and and I didn't I didn't care for it at all. Um, and we had like a we had like a great friendship in ninth grade and tenth grade. We started not being so much friends, and by eleventh and twelfth, you know, we we would we could pass each other in the hallway and not really speak. And uh, <laughs> we were <laughs> we, we we became Facebook friends like a couple years ago. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know what I said. I don't know if I was just being like team petty. I just said something like real sideways, like, uh, uh, are we friends now? Or, uh, so- something, something so super small, but like, we just gonna pretend that, that we friends. Cause the, the thing that happened with Facebook is you just started adding people like, hey, I know this person, I recognize this person, but you sort of forget how your relationship in real life was so um anyway she she unfriended me or or something like that and uh she was really the first person to call me day day and and when i moved to minnesota that's when i started kind of picking up the name because i was around a lot of white people and i'm like oh let me feel comfortable and so you know what's your name day day like like i feel like i didn't make it up on the spot but i feel like I had committed to this is what people are just going to call me from now on. And when I first got into comedy, you know, my first name that I was telling people to introduce me as was Comedian Day Day. 
And it's just something about putting a comedian in front of your name and making you feel like you official. Like, I'm assertive. Like, you get that fucking little blue spat on, like, Instagram and Twitter where, like, oh, you, oh, you, you official, official. That's how, that's how, like, putting comedian in front of your name was at the time. And so I was comedian day day. And um, that's really kind of where that came from. So by the time I had my first image made, which is my company logo, uh, I was really still going by Comedian Day Day. That's why it says Comedian Day Day. And Funny and Blessed has really been a part of the beginning. So, like, you know, when I really started, you know, doing comedy, I was trying to look for, like, tags and, like, hashtags or whatever. Funny and Blessed has been a part of it uh, from then. But Comedian Day Day was the name. I think, you know, through the course of doing comedy and then, you know, also having, like, a, a professional life outside of it, you know, it was it was very confusing to explain my real name every single time. So really just like Daylin got cut in today and then, it, you know, it was Day Peace, Day Adam Peace. And eventually it just kind of became Day Peace. And that's like first first name, last name. That's all we need. So that is uh, the first question. Uh, what's my real name? Knock that out. So. I'm going to answer these questions. I'm going to try to get through a bunch of them. And more importantly, I'm going to answer them seriously. Half, like, it's going to be like half serious, half silly, because it's so hard to just be silly all the time, but it's also so hard to be just serious all the time. Um, so uh, I, I did a horrible job of not writing down the names of everybody who had a question. So I just, you know, I ended up just writing all the questions. And uh, I would love to say, you know, Stephanie and 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 Wisconsin and 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 you know, Sh- Shenora in Louisiana or in Indiana. I don't know why I said Louisiana. I know you don't live there, but like in my mind, I'm trying to like throw people off. But then I thought like, there's not, there's got to be like four Shenoras on Earth, or at least in like United States. But anyway. As I get off trap like topic, it happens. I apologize. Let's get back to uh, questions and answers. So, question number two is: What is the most difficult part about being married? Oh, it's so difficult. <laughs> I hate it. Like, okay, I don't hate it, but it has been uh, a challenge. Oh my god, I got to share this. This is stupid, but I got to share this. So, one of the things I actually like about my relationship with my wife is when we get to spend time that is not like it doesn't matter what we're doing just as long as we're spending time and you know my wife was complaining about her hulu like like i hate and love hulu uh, i love hulu because it has some programs that i do like and it's it's not available anywhere else um however if like netflix has the same show as Hulu. I'm watching Netflix 100%. Thing that I hate about Hulu, and it I, like it drives me crazy. Like if I was a serial killer, I would go kill people because like I hate the commercials. It just bothers me so much. There's some other things about Hulu that I don't I don't particularly care for, um, but the commercials just it's like when you're watching like a YouTube video and then they just they rape you with a commercial like in the middle or just oh here's a commercial you're like. I don't want this. This is not what I want. I know you got to pay your bills. I get all that. But bitch, I'll watch TV if I want commercials. Anyway, getting off the point. Also, Hulu is very cheap. I do like that, but getting off the point. I know you're like, you can get Hulu without commercials day day, but that costs extra and uh, I don't got extra money. So we, we, uh, 
we were trying to figure out what to do. She was like complaining about watching her Hulu uh, shows because she's had like a, she got like a bunch of them. But another gripe is when we watch Hulu, it like freezes because it doesn't. It's kind of like what, when we had Disney Plus, like it would just freeze and like go really slow, and she was getting irritated. So I turned on Netflix because Netflix is clutch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Netflix. I hope if you guys would like to sponsor this podcast, please do. Uh, uh, Netflix is definitely like the pioneer. Okay, now I feel like I'm trying to get a sponsor, but anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but um, they have this ridiculous reality show that a lot of people know by now called Love is Blind. And uh, it is one of the worst reality shows uh, that I think I've, I've ever seen. But yes, we watched all of it from front to back, even the reunion show. And it was, it was quite frankly ridiculous. Um, were we entertained? Yes, but on like like the lowest form. Like I, my wife was into it. Like she was like, like she was into it. And, and and the whole point of why I brought it up was, you know, there there's this. I guess I'll because there's probably people that don't know about the show, and I gotta like do right by the show. Basically, you take single, attractive singles. It's always attractive singles. Like, I love to see, like, a, a bunch of ugly motherfuckers find love. But that's, that's that's another that's another conversation. But you take a bunch of attractive singles. You put them in pots where they're in, like, these individual rooms. And they cannot see the person that they're speaking with. And the whole idea is, is love blind? And can you fall in love with somebody without ever seeing them and they 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 basically speed date until they find connections you find connections you then propose without ever seeing this person this all happened in the span of days so like you meet somebody have a connection you know uh, the first proposal came through after like four days he got down on his knee in front of a wall um proposed she accepted uh they then meet each other for the first time so they see each other physically then they go on like this mini vacation where it's kind of like a pre-honeymoon just to like see if the physical is there um every couple that didn't do it that like like they proposed and they were like if they they didn't do it on this little mini vacation they were destined to lose like there was this one couple she was all like i don't want to ruin it like bitch this is what you're supposed to be doing slide it in there's no way i'm gonna propose and then we have an actual opportunity to have sex on a romantic, you know, island, and you not give it up. I would, I would have punched her, and I would have quit the show right then and there. Anyway, so you you connect physically, then you go back and you try living together. Then you introduce each other to your families. Then you have this walk down the aisle where you know you do the I do's or I don't. And there were some people that's like, hey, will you marry this person? And they was like, I do. And then the other person was like. No, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like that. No, that's not. That, like it was. It was very like. It was very team petty because if you knew you were gonna say no, and I know a bunch of them was like, I didn't know I was gonna say no until they said. If you knew it and you still walked down the aisle, did your makeup and all that just to get up there and embarrass somebody, that was wrong. That was very wrong. But uh, <sighs> there's a part, and the reason why I brought it up, there's a part in this where they talk about marriage being hard. There's, there's there's you know there's one contestant where his brother you know is basically saying like you know like like it's one thing to like hook up and start dating somebody from one of these shows but to go from 
meeting them without seeing them, then getting married to them. That's a lot. That's a lot to ask. Um, but there, there, there's one contest where his brother was talking about like, hey, being married is the hardest thing I've ever done. And I could not agree more. So to get back to the question, I think, I think in order to make a marriage work, you have to understand your spouse at a, at a deeper level. Um, we have all these expectations for ourselves and sometimes we try to imprint that on our spouse where we want our spouse to be a certain way or do a, a certain things. And we don't, you know, cause, cause we know where we're coming from a lot of times, but I think it, it, it requires a deeper understanding of your spouse and that's hard and that's tricky. So I would say one of the hardest things about being married is, you know, putting my, my, myself aside, like my, my feelings and my thoughts and my logic you know, because men are very logical and and uh, and like trying to just understand her and try to be, uh, you know, better for her and really trying to, you know, put herself and her feelings and her emotions, uh, you know, first, because sometimes we run into these things where like she makes no sense, like just nope, it's it, like you are speaking another language and like the way I want to handle it is like, Hey, nope, you're making no sense. Like you're speaking. another language. I want to do all that and say these things, but like, it's like, Nope, Nope. You know, squeeze that down, push that to the side. Hey baby. Um, sure. Uh, ducks can walk on the moon. I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever it is, just like, you know, you know, they have that thing where it's like, uh, you, you got to tell your wife she's beautiful. And, and, uh, you know, happy wife, happy life. Like these are lies. These are all lies. But you have to lie. <laughs> like, that's how you make your marriage work. You lie to them. So, uh, hardest part about being married is uh, putting putting my truth to the side to lie. You know, <laughs> so it's the greater good. It's it's for the greater good. All right. So this next question is, uh, <laughs> I think it comes from my debates. So for those who do not know. Uh, for about over 10 years now, I started just throwing out on Facebook, like just simple questions. You know, what do you think about this? How do you feel about that? They really develop and evolve into, you know, these, these very passionate, heated debates. I have one friend, Christy, she's all like, they're just debate traps or like, I forgot what she called it, but basically you just do it so people can argue and you can just sit back, eat your popcorn, which I don't eat popcorn like that. Uh, Skittles, baby. That's what I eat. So, and then they just became this thing because um, some of the topics are obviously very serious. You know, we've, you know, from abortion to um, vaccination, you know, race topics, just, you know, uh, a bunch that, that are serious to, you know, like what's your favorite French fries? You know what I'm saying? Is it rallies, checkers, or is it McDonald's or, you know, what, whatever it is. So uh, this was one of the questions that come from there. It says fun debate topic. Homemade meals that make you feel nostalgic versus homemade meals that make you feel sick. Um, I don't know if if I have one of those meals that uh, I'm. I you know what I would say this one of my favorite meals that my mother used to make when I was younger growing up was lasagna. Just love lasagna. I don't know if I if I love lasagna like that anymore but and honestly it may have something to do with uh 
the word. I just love the I'm having lasagna. It makes me feel fancy. You know what I mean? Like top hat, pinky out, bitch. This is what I'm eating. Uh, I will say um, some of the best lasagna I've ever had in my life. And I'm, I, I got to bring this up because, uh, you know, uh, my sister Tiffany and for those that are not my real sister, my best friend through through thick and thin, her mother made some lasagna and she threw bacon on the side and I don't know what else she put in it but it was like amazing like my top three lasagnas in my life uh, was definitely that one I call the bacon lasagna Uh, probably like one of the first few times that I had like like one of the first times I had tried lasagna that my mom had made like the homemade and then I don't know, probably Buca de Babels or like one of the, you know, Olive Garden, one of those, you know, places. But uh, lasagna always takes me back to a young favorite first meal. Uh, One that makes me sick was uh, my grandmother was was like petty poor. Like she didn't give like she would be like, hey, figure that shit out. You hungry? figure that shit out <laughs> we're like wait we're children you know what I'm saying like this, this is your child and um one of the worst things uh I mean we we ate uh, just for the record we ate a lot of eggs like like crazy amount and french fries like just we cut the you know cut and 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 dice or whatever uh peel the potatoes and 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 bunch of grease you know shower on with lorries um those were two and hot dogs those those are three things that we ate an enormous amount like an enormous amount growing up and when i say growing up i'm really kind of skipping to like middle school high school um because at this time we were uh my mom was involved in this like 10 plus year relationship and it never really uh was great for her and it didn't work out but he was like the closest thing that i had to a stepdad and uh, he had sons and and it was really just like my mom outnumbered by penises it was just i couldn't imagine how she got through it but we ate hot dogs eggs scrambles specifically uh with like pasteurized cheese where you take the cheese and you like cut it like not cut it but you peel it and we would toss it in uh, (laughs) the egg and 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 you know beat it up and and uh we would eat that now like i'm so like i'm so like uh bougie where i need my shredded cheese when i make eggs now but anyway uh yeah and hot dogs like we we ate hot dogs i feel like i i know how to make hot dogs like 18 different ways like you're like oh you put it in the microwave you boil it that ain't all we used to put it in the microwave we used to cook it uh on the on the stove top like we used to like gourmet hot dogs like straight up anyway uh but one of the nastiest things i ever i ever ate that um I don't know if it made me sick, but like when I think about it, it's like so disgusting. Uh, my grandmother used to, she wouldn't even do it herself. She would, we, she would have us do it. She would have us make homemade pieces, which was uh, a slice of bread. You know, like that's the thick ass wonder bread. It wasn't wonder bread, but it was like a thick ass, like government, you know, assistance, <laughs> like almost a Texas toast, but it wasn't Texas toast. A uh, thick ass piece of bread, uh, tomato sauce, uh, but it was like spaghetti sauce, which I don't know if some it's the same thing sometimes. Uh, 
we would like pour that on top of the bread. She would buy pepperonis. We would have pepperonis and then a slice again of, of you know, American pasteurized cheese. Uh, put the pepperonis on top, put it in the microwave for like, I don't know, 20 seconds or whatever. And then that was like our homemade pizza. And that is so fucking disgusting. Like I hate and and honestly, back then, I think we thought we were doing something. You know, like I think we thought I'll t- I'm not, I I do remember like having it once and like thinking this isn't right. Like <laughs> you know, so this is not how this is supposed to be in taste. This is not Pizza Hut. Um, and I do remember like being forced to have it and and really hating it. But I, I maybe the first time we thought like this was exciting because we're making little pieces and. Uh, that that makes me sick. Just thinking about it makes me makes me sick. And like like the the cheese wasn't melted all the way, and like the the sauce was kind of hot, and the bread was goddamn soggy. Ah, uh, next question. Next question. <laughs> all right. Uh, definitely rephrase. Uh, so sometimes when people send me questions, they like. I, they sent it and I'm just like I'm not I'm just copy and paste I'm not gonna take the time to rephrase and do any of that I'm just boom what you got so definitely rephrase if you choose to use it because it might need context but do we as society have an obligation to call out friends and family online when they share uh, false information especially pertaining to politics that's kind of interesting because I'm in a family now that is is much more wide open than I could have imagined. Where, uh, you know, I have I have somebody in my family that that voted for Trump, you know, and I have somebody that you know doesn't care for politics, doesn't vote, and then I have you know someone who who was like a pioneer to the Obama administration in Iowa when, when, you know, when he was caucusing and, and when he was running. So, um, I want to say yes and no, uh, but you know what? Let me, let me, let me take this approach. Let me take it from how I, how I feel. Uh, do you have an obligation? Uh, no, no. And I, I feel the same way as if someone said, Hey, uh, I'm a Buddhist or I'm a Scientologist, whatever the fuck you do you, if you, if you want to, um, you know, have your beliefs, have your beliefs. And and part of those beliefs is is really, you know, I won't say, you know, it, it's all a lot of it's faith. So, like, if you if you go online and you say being a, you know, a, a, what a Lutheran, you know, whatever it is, is the best religion. And 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 here's why. And they're not all entirely, you know you know factual or or they're they're very very misguided by emotion do you i'm not gonna be like hey you know what that's that's incorrect you don't you you're wrong um i don't mind someone calling somebody out for it but i don't i don't know if i necessarily take it as it's you're obligated because i feel like we're all adults and or most of us were adults and as far when it comes to responsibility I'm not going to be checking my 80 year old grandma about, you know, some, some shit she didn't fact, fact check. And like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I care that much. And I know it's, it's a greater justice to sort of 
nip in the butt these types of rumors and things early on and it's 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 easy or 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 should be better when when it's closer to home and you can jump on that grenade earlier but no i i don't think it's an obligation um i think your children are more of an obligation so like if you know we fast forward 20 years and you know my son's or on there talking reckless, or my daughter, and you know, I I, I would feel uh, a little responsibility to be like, nigga, that ain't right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you you're you're just spewing, you know, save the trees and 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 save ladybug, whatever it is. Like, eh. but no, I don't think you have an obligation to to correct people. Uh, I think it's like if that, if that's your livelihood or if that's your true belief and you are committed to it i think it's great for you to to definitely be one of those freedom fighters that go out and you know like correct people and make sure they are not spreading false information but no nah, especially the internet like the internet is not i don't know what you guys use the internet for i mean there's porn there's social media there's you know information but like i don't I don't recommend taking the internet serious. So, uh, especially when it comes from like, you know, yo, yo cousins, I mean, they, they talking shit and they, talk, Hey, this is real. And you know what I'm saying? Healthcare for, for all under the age of four, like what, what, what are you saying? So no, I, no obligation. All right. I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to get back to more questions. I appreciate you guys for listening, tuning in. This is peace talk podcast. I'll see y'all in a couple seconds. I am answering questions. Uh, I want to say these are the top 10 questions, but I didn't really go through and screen them like that. I just collected them all, put them together. And this next one is a serious question. Uh, let me let me read it. Day, you mentioned that your brother is in prison, but you never mentioned why or, or for what reason. Is that something that you can share? Absolutely. I didn't do the I didn't do the crime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not a it's not on it's not on my uh my conscience. No, so <laughs> so uh very serious crime. Uh he's in prison because he was convicted of murder. Um me and my mom go back and forth with the the logistics of the case because there was there was at one point we both thought it was first degree murder. Now now we are on second degree. Um he was sentenced to, uh, I think, 25 years to life with the possibility of parole after 23. I'm just making shit up. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. But uh, someone someone lost their life. Uh, unfortunately, the the case was very uh, it's very sad because it, it, it really was, you know, it really was a case of someone lost their lives they didn't really need to um and how the case goes there was um i don't know if it was like a ci but i there was it had to been but there was there was a a woman who sort of set my brother up to get arrested and after he got out on bond or whatever um, that woman came up missing and, you know, he was really just kind of the number one, 
you guess, prime suspect or the number one person to question about it. And they went to the, uh, the his house, which was my grandmother's house. And my grandmother sort of let the police in. And he lived in the basement at the time. So she let the police in. They went downstairs. They sort of woke him up and was sort of helping him you know, gather his things. And one of the officers grabbed uh, his coat and felt it was a little heavy. And inside the coat was a gun. And they sort of uh, put together, uh, I guess, a very tight case and went to trial. And he was convicted. And what was like the shitty part uh, was when they was reading off the verdict, they said not guilty at first. So for like, a few seconds, um, they they read the verdict wrong and and basically it was like psych, you know, what I'm saying I mean we apologize, we mean guilty, and uh, that was, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's crazy because being on the other side of it, meaning there's a there's a whole side of right and wrong, and you know, a family that lost, you know, a member, um. And you also understand something about quality of life, meaning like, you know, we go crazy when, you know, it's someone of importance, um, rich, you know, famous, whatever. And then we don't necessarily value, you know, a a drug addict's life, which um, that's 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 who this woman was. Um, but regardless you know, someone that was living is no longer living and all the evidence that they had was enough to convict. And, uh, you know, being on the other side, we, it's sad and you just have to understand that sometimes people make terrible decisions or, you know, they don't think things through and that causes, you know, an entire life that is living to to change drastically and, and go through an unspeakable experience um, as well. So that is uh, the answer to that question. I feel like we got really serious. I hope the next one is not as as uh, as serious. Uh, but uh, let's let's move on. Um, I have a requested debate for you. It's something. Oh no no this this one. Uh, requested debate: nipple piercing on ladies? Yes or no? Honestly, I think it just has a lot to do with ladies. Like, what y'all want? It's y'all titties. It's y'all nippies. I have never once saw, you know, a piercing and and felt like all all breasts should, should you know, like, I don't know. I, I guess I don't have that strong of opinion on it. Like, it's it's really what you want to do with your, it's your body. It's your body, your choice. Um, I, I can't say that I prefer the so i'll say this like i'm not crazy about tattoos my wife has tattoos she has um i want to say three but i think it's just two Ooh, i should know these things mm. and uh i don't i don't particularly care for them but i do not not care for them so you know if, if you wanted to get something pierced or if you wanted to get tattoos uh i'm all for it um i would just say Long as long as you know, long as it adds and doesn't hurt, meaning like it, it wasn't crazy too painful or no affection, no, you know, nothing to that. Uh, I say go for it. I think it's a. Uh, do I find it sexy? Sure, yeah. I mean, I, 
again, you you can put a fucking staple in in your nipples. I'll be like, yeah, let's go to Staples right now, Office Max, and fuck on a copy copy machine. I have a requested debate for you. It's something I've always wondered. You know how some girls wear a ton of makeup. Do you guys just feel light too when they look like a different person at the end of the night, or is it all good? Um, I'm I'm I don't particularly care about the amount of makeup that someone wears or doesn't wear. Um, I think it makes a great argument about lying, though. Like I think. I think women get so dialed up for other women. I don't, men don't sit around and be like, oh, she had her nails done to a T and she had that, that French cut. And, uh, you know, like we, we definitely value appearance. You know, we, we love when our women and our ladies look, you know, great and attractive and we can say, Hey, I'm with her and, uh, she chose me, but, I don't necessarily, especially being married now and being with my wife for a very long time and seeing her in all types of uh, light. I don't really care. I, I mean, wear makeup or don't wear makeup. Do you? My uh, my my mother in law, you know, uh, for for when me and my wife got married, you know, my mom was kind of, you know, she was being a little extra. She, you know, she went to Minneapolis, got her hair did, and she you know, had makeup on, she was like, it was like a celebration for her, you know what I'm saying, and uh, my mother-in-law was like, I'm just gonna throw on a dress, you know, she didn't get her nails done, she didn't, never really wears makeup, like, she's just not that, that, that type of woman, and I, I hear you, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, like, they've been married, she's been with her husband, uh, my in-laws, they've been together for, like, 36 plus years or something like that, so, uh, I say do whatever is comfortable for you. I just don't want any woman to feel like you need to have makeup for for men. And I understand there's, you know, we wear makeup for us. I get all that, even though I don't necessarily believe it. But but uh, I wouldn't say I feel lied to. Um, I, again, I think you can make a great argument. I definitely see a lot of like the before and afters and there are some women that do not look remotely like how they look after all that makeup. And uh, I think the whole argument could be padding bras and stuffing your pants. You know, men, you know, trying to make it look like they. I think it's all lies. Uh, I guess I do feel like it's all lies. Yeah, yeah. Stop lying. You know what I mean? Just present, present the best you. You know, put some lip gloss on, call it a day. All right. <laughs> Next one. Um... I have a debate. Can you be friends with your ex's family? Ah, I think it's all about that family members. I think it's all it's like, that's the person that make the decision. Um, I don't necessarily believe it should be, uh, you know, the couple, uh, you know, let's just say it's me and, and my ex-girlfriend. That's just for like, you know, just to make it simple. So, like, if me and my ex-girlfriend, we, you know, obviously we're together, and then we break up, and let's just say it was a, it, it was a civil breakup. It was, am, I want to say the word, but I know I'm going to mess it. Am Nicole, am, and Anna Nicole Smith, what is it? Am, Amic Nicole. You know, you guys know what I'm saying. And I, I, I like, some told me, don't even try the word, Day Day, but like, Am Nicole, Am, 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 am,
cold. Okay, so 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 say it was like it was it was mutual and it was it was civil and and we break up and uh, you know let's say uh, my sister. I feel like I'm like now I'm just creating a whole scenario that's not necessarily worth it, but let's just keep going. So say she, my ex and my sister had a really good relationship, and after we break up, they still wanted to continue to be friends. I know how I would feel about it. But I really think it's all my sister's decision. Like, my sister can decide who she wants to be friends with, who she doesn't want to be friends with. Uh, And I think that applies to any other, you know, family, you know, relative. I know it becomes more tricky when the way you guys break up plays a huge factor. So, say my ex cheats on me or does some real grimy shit. And, you know, my family member still wants to be friends with that person. I think that would that would kind of create a rip, you know, in in my relationship with that family member. But again, I feel like we're grown-ups and we've all had friends who who do shitty things to other people. And, you know, because it's not your family member, I I don't know if that necessarily gives them a right or a pass and i think sometimes as being a good friend you stand by friends you know through their good times and their bad times um i would say out of respect that that family member could at least or should at least you know run it by that you know their their family like hey uh i know you broke up with this person i know that didn't go well or i know whatever it is but um you know, can I? Are you okay with me still being friends with that person? Because, you know, even though y'all didn't work out, I gained a really great, you know, friendship. And I know she did, or he did this really shitty thing, but uh, I like to still be that friend. And I think as a family member, again, and as a grown up, we should move on. Like our, that, that relationship ended, and maybe you'll see him, maybe you won't. But uh, I think you can definitely be friends with uh, exes, uh, family exes. Uh, have you ever done a debate on handling friends or situations with friends who have a different stance than you? Um, I don't even know if I'm wording that right. Uh, so if I understand it correctly, it's basically, should you, you know, can you be, I was gonna say family and friends. Can you be friends with people? Uh, yeah, it doesn't talk about family. Uh, can you be friends with people that have a different stance? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to have a difference of opinion. I don't agree with everything my friends agree with. I think what becomes dangerous, and I use that word very specifically, is when other people's stance are, are you know, dangerous to my existence. Meaning, if, you know, I am preaching and believing in black lives matter and i'm a part of this movement meaning hey the way things is going has created a movement that say we matter you know not we matter more but hey please stop treating us like we don't matter like you know how you treat somebody that doesn't matter you know they don't matter to you so you treat them less than Um, you treat a bunch of other people that matter more to you on a higher scale. That's just how we go through life. I get that. Um, but when we start specifying and targeting groups, then that becomes another conversation. So if, uh, I am, you know, just wanting 
equal rights, which a lot of these fights are for. It's not better rights. Hey, I want to be treated better than a white person or I want to be treated better than a Hispanic or Latino. I just want to be, hey, if you're going to do, if you're going to give this person, you know, a slap on the wrist, give me a slap on the wrist. Uh, Just because my, you know, I don't have a trust fund or I come from this neighborhood. uh, That's not fair. That's that's a huge argument. So if I have these stances or, or beliefs or, you know, fighting uh, fights and I have another friend that's like, nope, the KKK got it right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and we are we are superior. We 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 don't believe in in your fight and your struggle. It's all, you know, uh, like I think those would obviously counter my my fight and my beliefs and i think that would definitely uh be dangerous because i think that that the thought process is where it is you know sometimes it's action don't get me wrong like it's shitty how um our existence and i say our black people's existence in this country has been for so long and continues to be and there's so many different narratives that take away from it uh but like <laughs> Like it's it's sad that we have to, you know, raise our hands and say, "Stop killing us! Stop shooting us, please! We don't want to be murdered for you know having Skittles and and you know selling bootleg CDs and whatever the case is." So, um, I think if it doesn't, you know, but but again, I think it's possible to be friends with a Republican, like a Democrat and Republican, be friends. They just you know have difference of opinion but if if your opinion again is detrimental to to me where you're you know you what you're fighting for will hurt me uh and my people or or you will hurt me and 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 innocent people whatever the case like i think that's very unlikely and i think sometimes with with politics we get crazy emotional and um you know, whether you like Trump or don't like Trump, I think it's hard to deny some of the things that he said and his actions and kind of kind of like play him off. Like, he didn't really mean that. Oh, he definitely meant that. Like, no, he meant it all. Um, but what I, what I find is, I remember having a friend in Arizona who she's like, I won't say a huge Trump fan, but like she was just loving everything he was saying about you know <laughs> remember when he said he was going to build the wall like <laughs> have Mexico pay for it like we just we just forget about it it just anyway but she was just loving you know protecting the borders and and uh, you know let's get the illegals out and all of this you know nonsense and uh you know we we were we were having a pretty great conversation about it and it really just came down to hey you feel this way you 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 vote this way and and i i disagree but if she you know and i think religion is also very possible like i think it's it's very possible for um you know a christian to have a friend as a uh, as an atheist and i i kind of say that coming from a place of you know, I have very strong beliefs about certain things, but I don't across the board. So maybe a Christian is probably not the best example, but uh, maybe someone of faith uh, being friends with someone who has, you know, 
zero. But I only find it very, um, very impossible. It's probably the best word. Like, like you know, like if 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 you are a woman activist and you know you have a friend that's like, you know, some women wear slutty clothes and if they get raped, they deserve it. You know, like if you, if 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 you're fighting those types of of battles, I think certain mind frames of individuals won't change or there's not much you can do to change them and I think it makes it very impossible to uh, be friends with them or want to be friends with them or or keep them in a close-knit circle I know out of the friends that I have on Facebook there's an array of people that I agree with and disagree with but it's, it's only when it comes down to things that I find like dude this this is complete like i completely disagree with this like this is so far wrong or so far uh left not necessarily politic you know politically speaking like i don't know how you can think of i don't know how you can think this way and be okay with that because i i can't even be friends with you if if you feel so strongly about you know like you know, having sex with 16 year olds ain't that bad or what, whatever it is, like whatever, whatever your, your breaking point is, or your, you cross the line is, I think it's very impossible to be on, on two opposite ends of that. So, uh, hopefully I did a good job of explaining my answer to that, but, uh, if not, uh, I'm moving on. So let's see a friend. Okay. Uh, this is a big one. This is, let's see how long this is. Oh, it's not that long. Uh, so let's see a friend and I love her heart posted about being disgusted with the pop stars <laughs> okay so pop stars in quotations so specifically they're pop stars um, sitting during the anthem last night I commented with the clip about Trump pretending to conduct an orchestra during the anthem uh, anyway, she says it's disrespectful, it's un-American, etc. It's un-American, etc. My argument originally was that the president should lead by example, but he's a twat. Um, I don't know what the what the question was. Um, I guess there's a second part, but I don't know if this is the same question or if it's not. So I'm going to read it anyway. Right, I know she'd stand up and throw hands for someone being treated wrong. I know that. But I think her stance is that this is the wrong way to do it. She's white, of course. I added the of, of course. My argument is that her reality and mine are not the same as the people who experience the racism and injustice. Shit. They aren't the same as, as my own children. I explained that uh, blank name has been called a nigger more times than I can count this year. My kids in uh, his school and someone who's supposed to be a friend her reality is different from his I don't know maybe you could reword the debate because I don't entirely know what I'm asking Um, that's a, hand, that's a handful of uh, information and uh, I I definitely made the conscious decision to say the N-word with the ER and not just bleep it out. Because she she bleeped it out. Um, but she included her, her child's name and I didn't want to do that. Um, so there, there's a lot. So let, let me let me see if I can uh, break it down. Um, 
one one thing is hey people are kneeling for the anthem and and we don't like that that is it has been a huge conversation for the last three years now then there's just this there's just this you know misconception of you know your experience my experience and i think what happens is is there's just one side that is just over shouting and it kind of goes back to the last question you know hey i just want to be treated equal i just want to be treated fair i just want to be treated and then there's you know other sides to saying well you are or uh what about this what about that and, and it's like hey we're you're kind of missing the point and either you you're okay with missing the point or you just you you just don't really you know you hear you just don't want to hear so um you know that that's that's a I, I I don't know if it's a fear, but it you know it's it's a reality that that word comes up, and um, I think there's a huge um, I think there's a there's a huge generation of mixed children that that will face this this you know that word and and you know <laughs> I know times where like even like these keyboard warriors they they get outdone in a in a argument online and that's that's one of their first places to go is is using that word or really just you know uh being that 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 way and to, and to go back to uh the show that i mentioned at the beginning of the episode love is blind there's one particular character named jessica who got the name messica because she got really really drunk and uh just belligerent she just said a bunch of crazy shit and she she was trying to break up she was just doing some crazy shit but in the reunion show she she made a she 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 appeared to be sober and she made a really great she's like they do this thing where like that's not me and I always have a problem with that because don't get me wrong. I understand snapping and I understand like acting out of character or like I didn't know that was in me. I, you know, I was like, I get all that. But I also believe, yeah, that's you. Like if you can do something, that's you. It's a darker part of you. It's a, you know, embarrassing part of you. But no, that's all you. That's all you, baby. That's that's how you are when you A, B, C, D. And um, to go back into the, you know, the, the question, I feel like, you know, there are like people that that they jump to saying or doing racist things and they're like, that's not really me or I'm not really racist. And there's like a bigger concern of them coming off or appearing to be a certain way than their actual actions. You know what I mean? So it's like, hey, I'm apologizing, but I'm not that way. I'm not that person. But instead of really saying, hey, even though I'm not that way, I'm not that person, the things that I did and said represents these things. And I, I you know, I took a part of that. So to kind of, again, to unfold a bunch of the, the questions, um, you can have your opinion about kneeling. I know it's 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 really been dragged through the mud and you know, either you understand it or you don't understand it, or you agree, you don't agree. Uh, I, I would say the older I've gotten and the more woke 
you become where you just learn about our history and you learn about the country and you learn, you know, the anthem and, you know, the, the, the part of the song that they, they took out and, you know, the Bible kept, you know, you know, slaves in, in order with this is in the Bible. You're supposed to, your slaves supposed to obey and, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you, you, you have your opinion about it. Uh, mine's is, you know, we live in a free country where it allows you to make these, these, these uh these protests and through a a very sad history you know that that's really been one of our only ways to be heard you know is these these kind of non-violent even when dr king marched and they sick dogs and and sprayed them with hoses you know what i mean that like we're being non-violent you don't like what we're doing you don't like what we're saying that's how you respond. This is kind of a new age. He's he's taking a knee. We don't like that. Let's let's do all these not violent things, but let's do all these counter, you know, like I hate hate you know hatred you know like response. Like it's like I, I'm trying to do something silent with love, and and your response is hate. So uh, I feel how you feel about the knee. Uh, I, I, I kneel with cap if, if you will I don't know how many viewers uh, just hopped off but uh, no feel how you really feel about it I, I can't tell you how, how to feel all I can say is either you got the point or you don't as far as the other part where she's kind of talking about this friend um, I think it's hard to have those type of friends in your life I think that, that really goes to do you need to have these people in your life do you need to have a close relationship do you need to be friends with them on Facebook? Sometimes it's better to just not be friends with whatever it is. But I know for a fact, you know, you know, the black experience, the white experience, the brown experience, they're different. And either you want to listen and have friends and, and share or you don't, but you just you won't get it, you know, because, you know, you don't you don't walk in those shoes. So to have a child who uh you know gets called the n-word or or to have you know you know a president attack you know groups of people and you know not empathize or not you know like understand like hey they feel this way because these other people are saying it and they're 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 making them feel that way uh, it's it's kind of sad, and I I think you don't need to be associated with with some of those people. I think it sounds very toxic. To um, I just I just had a debate the other day where uh, the it was Latino, two Latino women, and one of the women kept saying the N word because she like dates a black guy, has mixed children, and her friend was like, "Hey, do you have to say that word? Can you not say that word around me?" And the friend was basically like, "You shouldn't be angry about it. Like, relax." And regardless of who's right or wrong which i think definitely she's wrong but regardless if you can't respect me enough to not do something that i'm asking you to do then we're not the the kind of friends that that i think we are and um i know like there's some people out there that's like hey let her be you why can't you just accept me for maybe i just don't want to accept those types of things so um i'm gonna take a quick break I'll be right back. I'll answer one more question. I don't know what that question is going to be. And you're going to have to stay tuned to find out. This is Peace Talk Podcast.
Hey, we back. One more question to go. And uh, that is a wrap for the first Q&A episode. I have had actually a lot of fun doing this. And I actually have more questions. So there will definitely be a Q&A part two uh, coming soon. When I say soon, who knows? It could be eight months from now. You just got to tune in. Stay tuned. A uh, new episode every Monday. I'm trying to get back to that routine. So please share, like, subscribe, follow. Uh, I am I am back. So I have one more question, and we'll 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 you know close the bar and and get out of here. How do you and Monica deal with living with both parents, especially when it comes down to parenting the children or your kids? And if you have an argument and want or want some alone time. So when we moved back to Iowa, uh, we moved into Monica's parents' house. Uh, it's a big enough house to to have a bunch of people in here. But, you know, space was definitely a, a concern. When we moved here, my mother also lived with us. So we had both of our parents here. My mother recently left and she got her own apartment now she's doing her own thing she's trying to find men and you know she's trying to she's trying to do her thing and um you know she she's gained back her independence so as of right now currently it's just her parents um and our family uh dealing with living with them was not really um it, it wasn't really bad, to be honest with you. The, the the biggest like the biggest challenge was when we first moved here. We had all these people in here, and Monica's brother and his fiance and their their daughter. Um, and it was just that was challenging because you had you know like um you know three to four sets of family in one roof, and you know it's it's you know just your daily irritating you know, cleansiness and this person cleans up after themselves. This person never cleans up after themselves. It was things like that. But with, with really just, uh, Monica parents, my, my in-laws, they really kind of come and go and they work really hard and they, they, they are very, uh, considerate and uh, accommodating. So they, they, they're fine. Um, there, there's really no issue other than just, you know, that, that comfort that you get when you, uh, when nobody else is around, but again, they they move around, they make moves, they go out to dinner. You know, like they they're the kind of people that's like, let's drive two hours to to eat at our favorite restaurant. And um, there's there's a lot of space um there. When my mom was here, not so much because my mom kind of an introvert and she likes to stay, you know, in one place, and so she's very like always there. And you know, my mom. For me, as as my mom, I find her to be very irritating, even when she's really just not. But uh, so that, those are always like uh, the, the like I found that to be like more of a challenge. But now it's it's not even a a thing. Um, when it comes to parenting, that was a little tricky because uh, I feel like I am the most stern out of any of the the the, the kid parents, meaning out of my in-laws kids or my mom like I feel like I'm the sternest so I don't I don't really mess around and and I get on my kids and my wife really for a while was very like don't don't yell at them don't do that 
especially in front of other people. But I realized, and kids know this, that's when they try to get away with the most shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they know their situation, and they're like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and abuse this and, and act out and act a goddamn fool. And nah. So um, when it came to parenting and, and like, you know, from that aspect, um, I had to grow into comfort and I don't care who's around. You're not going to do this. And that just really came with just becoming more comfortable with no matter who is around. And I feel like no matter where we are, I can do that more now than ever. Because if I if I do this in front of your grandma and your nana, like, you think you're going to act up in Target? No. Uh, when me and Monica have arguments, kind of the same thing. Monica wants to pretend our marriage is super perfect. So like when other, when like her parents are around or my, like she doesn't want, actually I say this and I mean this when my mom's around, she don't really give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Like she'll argue, but, but like it's her, it's really her parents that she really was protecting and shielding from, um, these types of conversations. And she didn't want to you know, cry or seem upset or angry in front of them or where they can hear. So there were times where we would have challenging conversations and we would either have to like, you know, keep our voices down or, or move into an area that uh, was harder for other people to hear. But my whole thing was we married, they married, they get it. And, and maybe they don't have the same kind of, uh, arguments or, or disagreements but they've been together for a very long time we trying to get there we've got to figure this shit out so uh either we you know argue or we fight and we figure it out now um because it's just gonna roll over and we're gonna have to figure it out tomorrow the next day uh but we're not we're not arguing and fighting because we we hate each other we argue because we love each other and we have these issues and we have to try to figure out how to work through them um unless uh when we want alone time the the parents being around has been great because they have the ability for us to like leave the kids and and go on date nights or or get out of the house whatever it is that we're trying to do and they've been very great with that when it comes to like sexy time or us wanting to to have that again my wife's very like hmm, people are in the house they'll hear her moaning because she's loud sometimes there i said it and uh uh <laughs> and uh she, she like our plan is always to make sure there's nobody around no one in the house and if the ugly baby is here he's it's during nap time or you know it's at night where everybody's sleep i'm very much like hey let's go uh anytime and I don't know if that's just the man in me or just the idea that we're married. Like, it's different when, like, you're dating, you're 16, and you're, like, we're, we're trying to play hide the pickle. Or, like, you know, you're you're just, you're messing around. But when you're married, like, I don't give a shit. Like, people know married people have sex. Some don't. I get that. But, like, hey, we're grownups. We have babies. How do you think babies get here? So... Uh, I'm very, I'm very much like, uh, and these were, you know, issues of our marriage, like that we had when we went to counseling. Like, I'm very much like it doesn't, it, or it shouldn't matter. We should be in our marriage for us, and and less worried about uh, other people. And and her whole thing is just to like defend her real quick. You know, it's you know her being in the mood and her feeling, feeling it 
and she it doesn't work when she feels like someone can hear or someone knows it's happening and i get all of that so we try to find that 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 right time to do these things so uh wow that was great thank you thank you guys for uh sending questions i didn't think i thought in my mind i thought i need like 20 questions to get through an episode but that was not 20 questions and again i still have more and i please encourage you guys send me some this has been interesting and fun and uh i love to get through some some different topics and share because that's again what what this podcast is about is about a comedian talking about and sharing as much as he can and want to in a platform um that's different than you know the other things that i do so have questions send them in you can hit me up at uh through my uh, through, you can hit me up through uh sending me an email at comedian at uh, comedian day day at gmail or you can find me on the social media and inbox me and uh, slide in my dm and all of that jazz uh that's it that's all i got for you guys thank you very much for the questions uh hopefully they were great uh and you enjoyed it and we'll do this again very very soon until then i had fun talking hope you had fun listening and i will talk to you guys next time this has been peace talk podcast peace